0: Hey everybody, this is T-Roy and welcome to my first episode of my brand new podcast with BearCast Media called Music and Design. In today's episode, I am going to be interviewing my good buddy DJ Frodo of Big Bang Entertainment. We talk about his new single, uh, Music in General, Life During COVID, and uh, just shows. Uh, This is our conversation. Enjoy. Hey, what's good? Hey, how are you?
1: Yeah, how you doing, G? I'm doing.
0: I'm. I'm doing all right. How about yourself?
1: All right, you know, just am just day in the life. You
0: know, damn busy. Thanks for coming on, man. This is a blessing. No
1: problem, man. Doug, like you're part of the crew. You've been uh Big Bang since day one. Like since we met at school, actually. Like you've been supporting since the jump.
0: All right. So, um, tell me the origins of Big Bang. Um, so tell me the story of Big Bang and what was the purpose of it, and then, and has it changed at all?
1: Well, the purpose of Big Bang kind of started out is completely and totally different than what it is now. So what it kind of started out as is kind of just me and a few of my buddies were, oh, I wasn't really a rapper. I always was into like audio and like production, so, like I always had like the kicking stubs and some my trunks and stuff. I gotta hook it up, get, like, big old amps, but I never was into, like, actually being, like, lyrical, and so I was always the guy in the back. All my buddies would, like, spit and freestyle in the car, but I have, like, a hard time, like, speaking in general. I always stutter. I got my own anxiety and my own problems, like, that I've dealt with and, you know, worked through, but, um, yeah, that's why I was never really an artist, so I was in the back, and I was, like, all my guys, all my buddies are, like, artists, like, I totally, like, you know, make, just make them sound better. I can do the research and learn how to be the guy behind turning the knobs and everything like that. So I did the research, and then I started recording them, and we just called ourselves Big Bang, you know. Um, my college house at the time was called Big Wang uh, Theory because uh, all the houses had different names called, like, you know, the college houses. So we just went by Big Bang uh, Productions and because um, we didn't want to go by Big Wang Productions. <laughs> So, you, yeah, the and then of? I got my LLC a few years later, and Big Bang Productions was taken, so that changed to Big Bang Entertainment, and so back to your question about has the origin changed, yeah, because at the beginning, it was just a bunch of buddies getting together, just having fun, now, you know, there wasn't even money even, mm-hmm. like, thought about, like, we were just, like, trying to create stuff, we had all a common interest, and then, Once money got thrown in, we kind of saw how serious things got. We took it more serious, Um, and I was also DJing at the time. My dad's a DJ, so that's kind of what got me interested in that. But um, yeah, so we just kept working and working, and then some stuff came up. We parted ways, and I, I was one that came up with Big Bang, so I kept it going. But I changed my direction multiple times, but I kept it going, and now it's I got my own studio. I got a phone booth that I soundproofed, and you know, I'm making money recording people out of you know my own stu my own studio and DJing every weekend. It's a blast.
0: So tell me about Big Wang. Is, was that like a frat house you had at Miami?
1: No. So I back in uh, Miami, I played baseball, so I was living with four other roommates, and I lived in the basement. So I had half the basement uh, cut off to a designated studio. If you go back to like, I took, took, uh, I took down a bunch of my old tracks, but you could literally hear the, like the laundry turning in the back of it. <laughs> but at my studio is on one side. I was on the other side. Um, my four roommates were upstairs and like every house in Miami's like name something like just crazy. So we were to the big Wang theory. Our neighbors were like, um, the pink panty, I forget even forget what it was. They're just stupid names, like funny, and catchy names, and that. That's um, just like how everybody knew it. But like, we were the baseball house, so everyone just kind of knew of the Big Wayne Theory. That's where everyone would go after the bars and stuff. So I kind of just took that name and twisted it a little bit.
0: So, um, where did your name? So, besides your fro, which is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. We love your fro. It's it's your personality. Um, where does your name, DJ Frodo, come from?
1: Uh, so this comes back to back to when I was playing baseball. So none of my coaches could actually say my name right. So I was called McGilliguddy. Do you even know my real name? McKelty. Okay. I was making sure, Will. So so no one could really say my real name. So I was called McGillicuddy. Uh My uh, coaches used to call me Akeem because my last name's is uh, A- Aikman. And... Um, they just couldn't say it. So like, I always had these nicknames. So uh, once I started getting into music and stuff, everyone started like making jokes and you know, kind of making fun of me. So they were like, they just call me Fredo. Like, They're like, oh, DJ Frodo's up to bat. Like, So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna run with that. I'm just gonna stick with that. I like, and this is before I had the Fro. This is like, when I played baseball, I had some pretty strict parents growing up. So like, I wasn't allowed to really grow my hair out, honestly, like I had to have like, it wasn't buzzed, I had a fade. I was clean, I was always clean with the fade add the waves and everything you know what i'm saying but anyways so i didn't even have a fro they just called me frodo because when i like it would grow out a little bit it would just like you know get that little poof on it but i ran with it and it, it stuck and then i had to grow the fro out once start, things started kicking out <laughs> a little bit so
0: growing up you had
1: strict parents uh, yeah i mean yeah that's i mean i don't even speak on it too much right now but yeah i understand I was, they weren't strict, strict, but I, you know, I couldn't do a lot of things a lot of the kids could do, but that's kind of why I am.
0: Would you say your um, dad was like a huge influence on what you do?
1: So I don't live with my DJ dad, my biological father. He, I live with my stepdad, so I don't really see my biological father as, you know, that much. I see him like around holidays and stuff, but, um, you know, I did all my DJ and stuff on my own pretty much. But he's kind of told me do's and don'ts kind of thing but like you know this is all hours and hours and hours of practice YouTube like I didn't have really anyone really show me how to do anything which is you know kind of weird but it's it's kind of what made me what I had am now and kind of show. I mean if he he would have handed it to me then I wouldn't have you know wanted to work as hard as I would like I'm still not happy with where I'm at I still want to get you know I'm still growing. Up. I'm still wanting to help all these other artists that are, you know, you like Malcolm, putting them to him. You know, he's making a beat. He's working on a beat right now that I sent him over. I got some uh, vocal stems. We're about to drop a new song here out uh, soon. Stay tuned for that.
0: Oh, boy. I'm going to have to. Um, <laughs> Halloween vibes. Oh, I, lo- I love me some Halloween vibes. So um, speaking of artists and other um, different artists that you work with, uh, tell me about how the writing process and recording process goes with artists such as Malcolm or how it differs from when you're working with K-Fly or you're working with NAF.
1: Oh, yeah. So everybody has their own different recording process. And it's weird because, like, even when it comes to me, because, like, I recently got into, you know, recording. I have a mixtape coming out that I'm putting a bunch of, like, well-known art, or not well-known artists, but higher-up artists in Cincinnati, and trying to get them more exposure. Um, I'm pushing it out. It's gonna be a whole like, like DJ Khaled, Frodo, <laughs> that kind of style thing. I'm making all the beats for it. Um, it's it's gonna be great. But um, back to your question, I completely lost it. Not gonna lie. Repeat the question so
0: tell me about your recording process and your running process, okay? So,
1: yeah, the recording process so it differs from like everybody. So, that goes goes back to what I was talking about with the mixtape. So, like, having all these different artists in there, it's hard to gauge on how much time it's going to take each person to record. Because, NAF jumps in there, he'll do a a one take of a song, like, he jumps in there, he'll spit the whole entire song. one go, no do-overs, ad-libs and all in one track. Like, I don't know how the dude does it. He literally does everything in one go. It's wild. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin will spend like three three days getting the chorus down and then a week to get the, you know, the rest of the song even going. And he just likes writing the choruses and getting the first part going. So he likes doing a bunch of features and stuff. but um They like to do, I can't really give away too much sauce, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just like to, it's just wordplay, you know what I'm saying? You got to, it's just pattern.
0: So is that what you would call yourself, how that makes yourself, like how, is that how you guys make yourselves different from everyone else? Like how you're unique?
1: I mean, it's, everybody's unique in their own way, but the more you do it, the more you're able to perfect the craft of what you're doing. So you know when we first met, well, what was that like two years ago? Once a, year a year ago, year and a half ago, yeah. So like we, you know, I wasn't even like really recording myself because I hated the way I sounded on the mic. So when I went in the go in the booth, I do everything. The only way that I can listen to myself a thousand times and mix my own voice is if I go in there and do everything you're not supposed to do. And that's kind of how I created my sound. I went out, I go in there, and I like. I yell in the mic. I hit the phone booth on the sides. I make sound effects that, like, just I just get you know, turn in there. Like, I'm, I purposely clip, and then I go over there and I just engineer. Like, I do it from a vocal engineer standpoint. So that's like a different side, like different sound. Everyone says, find your own sound, create your own sound, right? So everyone has their own process and their own style of, you know, recording style. That's their style. Right. The more you perfect it. That's more unique it's going to become. You know what
0: I'm saying? I know exactly what you're talking about. And definitely when – that's definitely on Funky. I was listening to Funky the other day in my car, and uh, I was just like, "That's th- this is golden. Like,
1: <laughs> I appreciate it, dog. He's like, I did a backflip on stage of that, actually, two oh days my, ago. I was, oh it was lit. Oh, my
0: God. So so that, we, uh,
1: we sold of- out Thompson House. At, uh, it was capacity for COVID, so it was – it was great. It was awesome.
0: Speaking about Thomas Thompson House, you're gonna to have to tell me like your favorite gig story. Oh, uh, let's see. So
1: I, my favorite gig story isn't even at Thompson House, it's at Blue Note. Um, I was so me and one of my or my my team at the time, we opened up for Blue or uh, for uh, a at Blue Note and I was DJing the whole the whole night. I was there. And it, it was awesome, dude. And then we were so we went on right before Caskey, And um so <laughs> so I remember the whole crowd was turning, like the whole place was packed. And then like literally I, I went out there. Cause like I was, my, my team was out there. So I was going out there to do the ad libs. Like I was leaving the DJ board and I kicked the power cord. So my whole DJ like board just shuts off and I'm just like, Oh, and the whole crowd just like, what? <laughs> and I looked down and I'm like, my thing just didn't come unplugged. My thing came like, it like broke. Like it, uh it, like, came apart, and the co- my cords were all dangling and stuff, yeah, but, like, yeah. it still had the two prongs. Mm-hmm. And I looked, I, like, held it up to the crowd, and they're like, what the-? you know, and, you know <laughs> I just went over, and I plugged it in, and I saw my board light up, and I was like, yes. And I literally just said, whoop, whoop, <laughs> and we just jumped on it, and we just kept and it, just kept it going, it was yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, I remember. The
1: best part. Yeah, I just jump in the crowd and I, I, I for the first time. That's my, that's the craziest.
0: I I remember going. I remember when we went together to that. We were I went with Malcolm and uh, Haley. We went to this that show and I was drinking monsters the whole time. And <laughs> I remember I went up to the stage with you that one night and we were talking the whole time. And I was actually on, um, Wise of Eli's Instagram story. Uh, his, yeah. his page shout and Eli. yeah yeah shout out Eli I love that man uh <laughs> yeah. um I was on his page scrolling through and I found a video of that very concert like it had to be a couple of days ago and I loved how the whole entire video was just me and you talking <laughs> and, and he was, that's
1: how it is there's always it's either uh it was you what was it was the last concert I had uh earth up with me though yeah you know earth right yeah uh, Earth,
0: Earth was at the concert with me that night.
1: Yeah, so Earth's been coming up a lot. Malcolm's coming up here soon. You need to come down, dog.
0: I know. I know. Definitely, 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 definitely. I'm going to try and go to the show on Halloween. Oh.
1: Uh, all right. Okay. Hey, if I got two shows on Halloween, actually. I'm
0: going to I'm gonna go to the after party. I want to go to the after party. Jesus.
1: I got you, bro. It comes with every uh, pre-sale ticket. So if you need one, hit me up.
0: I, I'll let you know.
1: You got to
0: come through. Yeah, I got to come through because uh, I I, I got to support my boy.
1: Yeah, you got to support us, bro.
0: I got to go. I got to go support.
1: The whole after party is going to be a blast, too. It's down at, uh, like, a motor- I already told you about it, but it's at a motorcycle club, too. So I also got a PA system.
0: Oh, that's tight. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've I never been to a motorcycle club in my life. Tell, like. They're fun. I,
1: I, I, I never went to one until I got my motorcycle. Then I it was like, I, I kind of felt obligated, you know, and then I was like, oh, this is dope. You, know? you bike? Yeah, I got a motorcycle. I got a R.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. You don't remember me riding that scla- like class? No, I just remember you, I think. I th- Yeah, you do. I always had my helmet. No, no. What? No, you didn't. You, you, I think the last time we were in class together, you didn't have your bike. I haven't gotten rid of it. No, as in, as in it was in the shop or something. I forget. Oh,
1: uh, I got you. I th- uh, uh, Oh, maybe I was working on it. I'm
0: not sure because I know because um, I left like in the spring semester we left early because of COVID. Yeah, I forgot the COVID
1: stuff happened, So Like, yeah, it probably was when I was working on one bike, dude. It seems like it was so like recent. Like, COVID's been around for so long. It's I know, I and mean, it's affected everything, like everything. I'm like, I'd be, I would be booked twice as much, and I would also be like getting paid more because it's affecting everything. It's affecting how many people are, are coming, which is affecting how much the bar's making. It's affecting how much they're able to pay their employees. It's affecting how much the DJ's able to get paid because the door sales are lower, and the DJ gets paid off door sales and off of you know how many people they can bring in and stuff. So it all revolves around everything, and everybody's kind of eating it in the music industry right now right. a little bit.
0: well the shows um, at um, Thompson House um, changed how you've performed i suppose it's great question Cause I, I i i scroll through i scroll i scroll i scroll through instagram and um e11 is always posting about you um i know um and then i you also got a manager now yeah we've
1: been through about two managers now We're with one right now his name's tk he's my dude he's in, out in virginia but um they're kind of just helping us promote and telling us how, like how to you know look you know, have have a professional page on like Instagram have it look professional have you know everything look official so that way you know everyone takes you seriously so like if you go to my instagram and stuff my tagged in like it's it looks like just like my other my normal account because like everyone like i don't just go to my events and just DJ like i like to interact with the you know the artists the, the crowd and stuff like that because I'm also a vocal engineer I'm not just a dJ I'm a vocal engineer I'm an artist as well so mm-hmm. I it helps me being able to talk to all these artists. I have my business cards up there. I, you know, say, hey, I also make beats. I vocal engineer. I got a studio. Follow me on Instagram real quick. They see, they see my account. They're like, oh, that's dope. So after that night of, you know, performing, they're like, I'm gonna tag the DJ. He's in my pictures. He's his, his banners right there. Like he's got, you know, everyone else is tagging. You know, it's so all just grows as long as everything looks official
0: um how does one become professional on instagram (laughs) tell me
1: i don't even think i'm a professional i was just like you just got on any platform you got to really like look into the algorithms and there's so many updates going on right now that it's just like i'm not even messing with it right now like i've like you gotta just mess with the algorithm and see when the best time to post is like what days are more active, like you got to dive into analytics and same thing with like your music. If you really care about your music, you got to see where's your top streams at. Like, I know my music is top, like, uh, the target market or target market right now is like Phoenix. Phoenix is bumping my stuff right now. Um, it, like, it jumps around and like Naf, he's obviously in Nigeria, like he's bumping in Nigeria. He just hit a hundred thousand streams monthly. Like it's crazy. Um, Kevin, I have to check Ke- what Kevin's is. He's he was in like England, like England was like his target target audience. Like he was big in England.
0: I gotta see how Big Bang has changed since Cascade.
1: Oh, bro, it's crazy. Just wait till you see them. Just wait, it's crazy. I'm I'm gonna leave it up to you to decide. You know. You you've been saying on on the Snapchat. You you've watched the changes come. Yeah over time.
0: I've seen like I, I kind of get jelly, not gonna lie. I'm like I overpost on Snapchat. It's like my li- whole like life
1: documentary. You no.
0: Know, that's what you should have done for degree project.
1: I'm about to change my degree project. I'm about to just make it I'm about to release an album cuz my idea that I was doing is way too hard for how busy I am.
0: Yeah, pretty big. Pretty much to wrap this all up. You're headlining at Thompson House every weekend. You're having a sh- you're you're releasing music and you're also vocal engineering and you're rapping at the same time.
1: And making beats in them so. and
0: making beats. And doing school. Look at this. This man is epic. All right. Frodo, it's been a blessing. Thank for- you, Will. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Hey, yes, thank you for coming. And um I will see you tomorrow. Right here. Cheers.